Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome back to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to break down today's games for you guys. We have a nice little slate here today. It's, uh, you know, thir- 13 games, probably going to be uh, 12 for sure, maybe 11. And there's some weather uh, stuff to watch for, but uh, it looks like that Twins game is going to be one with all the snow and whatnot, going to have some issues. So, Kind of uh, just have to watch for Kevin Roth and see what he says. But uh, either way, it looks like it's going to be double-digit game of slates. And I, I love that. I love having uh, the more games, the merrier for me in baseball. Like getting that spread out ownership and for it not really mattering. So excited about this slate. Should be a fun Friday night. So let's dive right in. And we're talking fantasy draft. We'll talk DraftKings, fantasy draft, and FanDuel. I'll talk about all of them. But head on over to fantasy draft. Make sure to sign up for their contest, guys. They have awesome contests over there for us. And uh, they've definitely been great to us in NBA. And I'm sure they have tons of great NBA playoff action. So, so check that out as well on their site. For this podcast, we're going to go uh, game by game. Actually, not game by game. Sorry. We're going to go uh, position by position. For this podcast, uh, if you guys want game by game, let me know. And on Fridays when I do MLB, I'll change it up. Whatever you guys want, I'll do. But uh, prefer pitcher, I go and pitcher first and then by position. I think it's a lot easier that way. Uh, but if you guys want different, let me know on my uh, Twitter handle, at Travis Mangone. It's T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. And I'm very happy to uh, change it up for you guys. But just let me know what you're thinking and what you want and uh, happy to help. All right, so let's dive into the games. We're going to start with the first pitcher at the top, and that's Garrett Cole. Uh, he's the guy I want. He's the guy I'm paying for. Uh, I think the real debate, like, on two-pitcher sites like Fantasy Draft and DraftKings, I'm just putting him in, and then I'm pairing him up with another pitcher, like, uh, you know, a cheaper guy, right? Because I don't really love going, like, the Granky Maeda route, but I think Garrett Cole is uh, the guy that you want to be paying for in your cash games and even tournaments. I love him. He's the guy I'm going to have a ton of exposure to on today's slate. If you're worried at all about Garrett Cole, I wouldn't be. They, they've kind of, whenever teams go to the Astros, it seems like they have it figured out to, you know, uh, you know, not just throw fastballs all the time and kind of change up your pitches and kind of mix them in the right way. And it seems like that they've done that well with Garrett Cole. We know he's had elite stuff and he just, I feel like he hasn't thrown it properly and the Astros have really fixed him with that. So, uh, yeah. Sign me up for Garrett Cole here. He's my favorite option. And uh, on two-pitcher sites, I'll pair him up. On FanDuel, I think it's more of a conversation, right? On a one-pitcher site, uh there are a lot of bats that you want, but their, their pricing is not that uh, tight, so I think you just kind of put them in and kind of call it a day. You can make the bats work perfectly fine. So Garrett Cole, my top option on this slate. Next up, like I said, Zach Reinke, Kenta Maeda. They're going to be pitching against each other. There's a low total between the two. Expected to be a you know pretty solid game uh, between the both. I just don't think I want to pay these price tags for them. Maeda, problem is they don't let him go that long. Uh, I was listening to one podcast this morning, and I you know, they brought up a really good note about Maeda. I think he's only pitched over 100 pitches like once this year and 90 twice, something insane like that. Like he just hasn't, he never gets that long leash, which is a huge issue for me with my pitchers. I want guys that are going to have a long leash. I'm worried about Maeda. I'll pass on him. Zach Greinke, he's 
Pretty good pitcher. I think he's more of a tournament play. And if you told me, who do you want in tournaments, Granky or Maeda? I kind of lean Granky. I get maybe going Maeda, though, for cheaper. It's a tough call. But for me, I'm just going Garrett Cole, keeping it really simple. Uh, if you want to play one of these two guys in tournaments, I think you can. Uh, it's tough for me. I'm like, uh, gun to my head, which one would I go kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. I probably maybe end up going Maeda. But Problem is just worried about the innings, right? That kind of hurts. But if it, it's such a right-handed heavy lineup and Arizona is so poor against righties, so I'd have to see what both lineups come out with. But I guess I go Maeda for the cheaper, uh, you know, $1,300 and whatnot. So I think that's fine. But either way, let's go on to the next uh, pitcher to talk about. Next one's Mike Clevenger. I think he's really interesting. Toronto, they struggle against the sliders. We know that. Clevenger throws a ton of them. And Clevenger is a guy that I think is viable in tournaments on this slate. I don't think he's a cash game option for me, but I think he's a really interesting tournament option. Has upside here. So, yeah, give me Mike Clevenger. I think he's a, a, a pretty interesting option on today's slate that I would uh, I'd be considering in tournaments. I'm not a big, like, tournament player, so I probably won't have a ton of exposure to him. But if I was playing, like, 100 50 lineups I would make sure to be overweight I think on Clevenger today uh, the one thing you may have to watch for is a little weather but I don't know uh, that's that's Ross job to look for and you guys the you know track leading up to lineup block but I'm just saying that because I see like the yellow symbol uh, near the weather so uh, yeah but I like Clevenger I think he's a really interesting tournament play on today's slate then we got Marcus Stroman uh, you know <laughs> I like him as like a real life pitcher, right? If he was pitching for my team, I'd be happy. But I don't know against Cleveland, not not a ton of K's there, in my opinion. I just think you stay away from Stroman. Call it a day. Cole Hamels, way too overpriced. He is not a good pitcher. Stay away from him. If you want to stack up against Cole Hamels, go ahead. That's something I would prefer rather than playing him. So no Cole Hamels for me. Tanner Roark's the interesting one that I kind of want to talk about here. I heard Cheese is good kind of talk about Tanner Rorick uh, on the premium podcast and kind of how he liked him. And, uh, you know, he's been a guy that kind of had my eye on at just the start of the season. And, you know, when you look at the data a little more, I mean, he has been a lot better. Uh, a lot of his numbers have improved, like the K percentage is up. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys that also keeps, you know, not getting tons of hard contact on him, a lot of soft contact. If you look at plate IQ here, Look in 2017, right? The average distance against righties on it hits is 148.7. And then uh, for lefties, it's 176.8, which, which is great. Like, I mean, that's really good for him. And against this uh, against this uh, Rockies lineup, like, what lefties are you scared of? Are you really scared of Cargo? Are you really scared of Para? Uh, I'm really not scared of these guys. So I think Tanner Roark's a really interesting option. He's someone that I'm considering in my cash games. I think he's a really good tournament option too that I want to be overweight on. So I like Tanner Roark. He is someone that I think we should be getting a lot of exposure to on this slate. So uh, yeah, he's not a guy that's the sexiest play. And the one concern I have is like 78 mile per hour wins, 15 uh, sorry, not 70 mile per hour winds. It's 78 degrees and 15 mile per hour winds. So that has me slightly concerned with Rorick, right? Really good uh, hitting environment. But uh, I don't know, man. I really want to buy in on Rorick here. I think it's a pretty good spot for him. So I want to be overweight on him. And I might play him in cash games on this slate. Eduardo Rodriguez is pretty simple here in this spot. Against the Orioles, I worry about the uh, you know the home runs that that can be hit uh, with those righties. But I also do think that there's argument here for uh, you know tournaments. Uh, the Orioles they can swing and miss with the best of them, but they can also hit home runs with, with all those uh, you know power righties that they do have, like Machado. He could certainly hit one out. There's just a lot of good bats there, like Adam Jones. So I'm kind of staying away from Eduardo. Rod 
Eduardo Rodriguez. I think he is a guy that we can uh, we can play in tournaments, but for me, I'm going to pass. If you like him a lot and you like his upside and you want to go for him, I wouldn't talk you off it. It's just not a play for me on this slate. I just think there's better options, so I'll pass on Eduardo Rodriguez and rather play Tanner Rourke. Uh, Velasquez, I do like Vincent Velasquez like from a long-term perspective. I'm a big fan of him. I do think he's another guy that could have upside too here. I like Velasquez. I think if you want to take a shot in a tournament, again, I think he's another guy like uh, kind of like Eduardo Rodriguez, has a ton of upside, and I'd rather take a shot on him rather than, than uh, Rodriguez because the ballpark's better, terrible raise lineup. I'd rather take a shot on him for the upside that he can have, probably to lower ownership because I feel like uh, Rodriguez, I don't know, this is going to be a big slate. Ownership probably won't matter, but I'm assuming people more people would be on a guy like Rodriguez rather than uh, Velasquez, but maybe I'm wrong. Again, like I said, I like Rorick uh, over Rodriguez in that reign, and I just think Velasquez is an interesting uh, tournament option that we can consider in this uh, mid-tier range. Andrew Triggs, I'm going to pass on. Don't like him. Lance Lynn, uh, even though he's won me some money way back in the day, that was way back in the day, and I know that we like to target the uh, you know, the White Sox with, uh, you know, righty pitchers. The other thing you have to think about, too, is like, man, people look at the game line and go, oh, look what he did against Houston. Like, I don't care what he did against Houston. I'm going to stay away from Lance Lynn. I will absolutely pass on him here in this spot. Here's the guy I like the most at this, like, low tier, right? Uh, anyone, pretty much anyone below him, uh, it's like, this is my favorite guy in this range is, is, is uh, Chad Cool. I'm a big Chad Cool believer. I don't know uh, if you guys are truthers of him, but I'm a big Chad Cool Chad Cool Truther, I think he's a really talented pitcher, a guy that I want to be targeting uh, for most of the season. And against a terrible Marlins lineup in Miami, that's obviously good for him. The, the, the roof will probably be open though, so that's kind of a, a downgrade. But that, it's still a, it's still a pitcher's park. So Chad Cool is a guy that I'm definitely going to target at that price tag. I talked about the park, how I like Chad Cool a little bit from that. The one thing too, you have to like look at that lineup. Like again, we talked about the Marlins, but there's only two lefties to be worried about. That's Derek Dietrich and Justin Bohr. I get it. They're good bats. They can hit home runs. Uh, maybe not Dietrich as much, but but Bohr, right? He's someone that we're kind of scared of and he's really cheap. I think Bohr could be a really interesting tournament one-off today against a pitcher that really, really struggles against lefties. But I'm also buying that Chad Cool isn't as bad as the numbers show against lefties. So I don't know. I like uh, Chad Cool here, especially against this righty heavy lineup. So yeah, give me, uh, you know, give me Chad Cool. If they do start getting like too lefty heavy for my liking, I could see them maybe getting off him. But uh, I, I love Chad Cool. A big believer in him. think this is a great spot. So Chad Cool is a guy that I'm going to be targeting on this slate. And uh, even on one-pitcher sites, if he helps jam in the bats, like on FanDuel, go right ahead. But uh, on a site like Fantasy Draft and DraftKings, I like him as my SB2, probably my favorite one. Uh, it's kind of a hit between him and Rorick right now. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I get on someone else later on in the day, but I don't think so. Those are just like the two guys I'm mainly looking at at this range. I mean, below here, like, I mean, it kind of gets ugly, right? We got Ronaldo Lopez again, like, like Lance and Ronaldo Lopez, that game's probably not playing because of snow. Jordan Montgomery, you know, against a Tigers lineup, you normally would think, hey, I probably have some interest, but uh, it looks like that's like orange, uh, yellow. I'm staying away from that. And I don't know, Jordan Montgomery, I like him, but I don't know. I don't think this is going to be the spot for me. Zach Davies against the Mets lineup, I get it, but the Mets are hot. They're playing really well. I'm going to pass on Davies. I don't think he's that great of a pitcher anyway, so I'll pass. Mets going into a hitter's park. Just not a great spot, so no Davies for me. On the other side, though, Steven Matz is kind of intriguing. If you look at Steven Matz, he's a guy that 
He struggled his first start out, then a really good Washington start. And, I mean, that that St. Louis start, again, he did struggle, only three earned. But, I don't know, I... It's so early in the season, we don't really know like how we can, uh, you know, what to kind of do with the uh, with these pitchers, right? How much do we take the first couple games into account? So, Stephen Matz is a guy that is expected to be a really good, talented pitcher, and I don't know. I don't mind the idea of keeping on buying on him at this low price. Like, do you think Steven Matz is going to be as broken as he was last year and be 6,900 all season long? Now he gets a uh, Milwaukee lineup that they can swing and miss with the best of them and struggle. But the other thing is they're really boom bust, right? They can absolutely go out there and hit a ton of bombs, steal all these bases on Steven Matz because he's horrible for stolen bases. So attack, attack the Brewers with the stolen base guys and some of those heavy, you know, right, heavy, right handed heavy bats. So yeah, I think this is a spot where like you can argue both sides. If you want to play Steven Matz in a tournament, you need a cheap pitcher and you're buying in on him, I get it. Go for it. But understand that there is risk with the Milwaukee Bats here because they can be deadly and I probably will be targeting some of them. And again, Steven Matz, he may be a lefty, but he really struggles with stolen bases. Other than the guys I've really talked about, like I don't know. I just really don't like many of these guys. Again, Mike Fires in that weather game. I think there's arguments to be made if you really think the Yankees are just going to strike out and miss a ton and that lineup's not as good as it really is because obviously uh, they're dealing with some injuries. But I don't know. I just think that's a dumb idea. Like, there's just better pitchers on this slate. Ty Blatch, no, I'll pass on him. I know it's San Diego, but no thanks. Like, just all these guys down here, I'm really not interested in. I think the one guy you can make an argument to maybe play is a guy like Jake Faria because he's a talented young pitcher that we should be buying on for most of the season, right? He's not going to be 5,800 most of the season, but he did struggle in spring training. He struggled his first two starts, but those first two starts were against the Red Sox. Are we just really going to buy that? That's kind of one of those things. Like, it's only, you know, one team he's faced. So if you wanted to take a deep, uh, you know, tournament dart on him where he won't be owned, I get it. Sure, you can do that. Probably something I won't do. But if you want to do it, I totally understand buying on those, like, young guys against not like the Phillies again. They're, they're a team that I like, and I'm going to probably be buying it on more than most people and be interested in a lot in tournaments. But good pitchers park. And, again, it is still the Phillies, and, you know, it's baseball, right? You I mean, if you really need a cheap pitcher, he's the guy I would go to. But it'd be like, you know, Chad Cool, probably – Oh, Steven Matz, which is ugly again, like it's just really boom bust and you have to be able to embrace that risk and understand he could get blown up or have a big game. And then uh, Jake Farre. But again, I, I just think cool is uh, the cheap pitcher that I'm just going to default to and really load up on on this slate. But uh, that about wrap up pitching. Uh, let's go on to the catcher position. Catcher today, I think, is a really quick, easy position. If you have the money for Gary Sanchez, go for it, right? Uh, again, that game could get uh, have some weather issues and not play, so I worry about that. But it's one of those things where you just got to wait for lineups uh, as well. Like, it's tough. Uh, I think if you could easily play Gary Sanchez, I would do it. But the problem is I don't know about that game. And then it's just like I need to wait for lineup news because catcher, again, it's one of those positions that I always kind of just – Use it as a key to get other guys, right? I'm kind of like, let me punt it. Like, uh, if you look for punt options, I would like, like, it's a Sandy Leone. I like him here. Chris Tillman's a terrible pitcher. I also like what Sandy Leone's doing. He's really hitting the ball kind of hard and hitting it far, too. That's the one thing I noticed uh, last, uh, you know, last 
15 days or so, 90 exit velocity with a 241 distance. I like that for Standing Leone. He's a guy that's crushing the ball, and it's it's Chris Tillman, right? He's a terrible pitcher. He's really, really bad. So if you need a punt and I'm forced to play one right now, this second, if you say uh, lineup lock is at this moment, I'd go with Sandy Leone. Even though he was in the eight hole, I would still play him. I think there's a lot of upside there, and Boston's going to be the team you want to stack today, right? Six run total. Everyone's going to be all over that. But who's going to play Sandy Leone? Are they going to run it back with a guy in the eight hole? People normally don't do that. So uh even in cash games too i just like getting exposure to that red sox offense uh, i kind of like francisco cervelli if he's going to get a nice lineup spot against uh, the lefty and peters too but again he's more expensive and it's one of those spots where i kind of look to punt as best as possible at catcher that's the route i normally take uh so yeah and, and if gary sanchez ends up being in play i would love to play him but uh, i just don't know what the weather is, so that's gonna be something to wait and see and, and i don't know if i want to pay up in cash games for him that's the other problem because i want to pay up at a lot of other spots and the way my pitching route is going i don't know if i'm gonna have the money to uh get a guy like him on the slate but let's go on to first base and talk about that position now this is likely one of the easiest positions of the day for me i'm probably just gonna plug and play him in my cash games very easily even in tournaments most likely i'm probably gonna get a lot of exposure to him it's mitch Moreland. he's been crushing the ball when he's had the opportunities to exit velocity is great uh you know the distance batting ball distances is great you know since he started out the season so he's a guy i want and i'm expecting Haley ramirez to probably sit after getting hit in the hand because the red sox and yankees are a bunch of idiots that are throwing at people so uh yeah i think Haley or Haley ramirez uh, mitch Moreland is the guy i want he's way too underpriced he's going to be getting uh you know the worst pitcher on the slate who's a righty could absolutely crush him just give me mitch Moreland. i will load up on him all day he's one of my favorite guys and i think he's gonna hit a home run tonight so uh, give me all the Mitch Moreland on today's slate. Now, if you don't like a free home run, I'll give you some other options, obviously, to consider. Like Hayley Ramirez, if he's in the lineup, I'm going to be a big fan of him. Uh, all those Red Sox there are going to be great. I think Ryan Braun against the lefty again, Steven Matz. Like, it's one of those situations where it's probably like you either stack up the Brewers or you don't. Uh, and I don't think it's a bad tournament option. So if you are going to, you know, stack up the Brewers, I wouldn't mind getting Ryan Braun against a lefty. Wouldn't hate that. I really like Ryan Zerman. I think he's a really strong cash option and tournament option. Also, like Matt Olson, think there's a ton of upside for him against Mike Leak. Uh, it, it's just uh, more of a tournament play though because he can be really kind of boom bust justin board another tournament option uh he's just way too cheap against a guy like chad cool struggles against lefties i guess if you want to do it in cash games you could but i'm probably playing cool maybe in cash uh maybe so if i am i don't really want to take a hitter against him so that kind of depends on where i go at a pitching position so but i like mitch Moreland. he's the guy i really really want to play and i'll probably be playing a lot of i think there's some decent first baseman but i really don't think first base is that strong of a position this season as it has been in the past season so it's going to be a spot where i probably try and punt a lot more so and get these like power bats in like the 3k range unless there's a guy like uh you know free money freddy on the slate because he's really good and he was underpriced at the start of the season but now he's kind of priced up but i don't think first is as strong as it was in the past and it's probably gonna be a trend where i really look for these uh, cheap options that are getting good spots so like mitch morley will be the guy for me like you know i was taking carpenter uh you know earlier this week a lot so kind of that's the range i'm really been living in to start out the year and mitch morley just feels like he's gonna round out my roster as well Let's go on to the second base position, and we'll talk about that one next. And uh, I think this is a spot where I'm really going to live in that uh, 3K range. Again, like looking to save at spots because there's guys that we'll get to that I really want to be rostering. Uh, I like Whit Merrifield. think he's a really nice, cheap option we can get some exposure to. I like Ian Kinsler. Uh, he, if he's batting first against Hamill, think he's a perfectly fine route. Joe Panic should have a nice lineup spot against a guy like Tyson Ross. think he's a solid cash game option. Don't love his upside, but I think he's a fine guy uh, to get some exposure to. Jed Lowry 
Montgomery, too. Uh, again, this guy's just been really good all year long. I like him. And if you want to pay at the top, Jose Altuve. You have to love Jose Altuve, right? Against a lefty like Cole Hamels, this should be a great spot for him. Uh, problem is, I don't think I'm paying up at second base a ton. But if you have the money to, of course, I want to pay for Jose Altuve. And then Howie Kendrick. Uh, he's another guy like uh, against a guy like Kyle Freeman. I think that's a pretty good spot for him. Again, more of a range where I think I'd be living in that uh, you know 3K range. Just think there's some really nice value there. If you told me you know who's my favorite guy at this moment, I think it's Whit Merrifield. That's a guy I would really kind of uh, gravitate to, just like his price. So uh, that's that's the guy I'm preferring right now. All right, uh, let's go to the third base position. I think seconds uh, was quick and easy, not not too difficult. Uh, but let's go to third now. We got uh, Alex Bregman. Man, if you have the money for him, I love him against Cole Hamels. Think that's another great option. Anthony Rendon, he's another guy I'm gonna want to get exposure to. Rafael Devers against Chris Tillman, that's another great one. Like those three there, I don't mind. Say I was doing a three entry max team. I'd probably just play those three third basemen, right? Those are probably going to be three guys I really debate between in cash games and kind of uh, have a big back and forth with with myself uh, leading up the lineup block. Those are the three guys I'm really keying in on right now. And it's just they're all in amazing spots. They're all offenses I want to target. Uh, that, that's the thing I love about it. They're, they're all on offenses that I just want to get a lot of exposure to. So it's kind of like... Uh, really easy for me to just gravitate towards those guys as I'm building my tournament teams and my stacks. It seems like it, it'll just easily fall on that. Like, it, cause again, I like Washington today. I like Houston. I like Boston and that's probably just where I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it really simple with those guys. Again, those are in the 4k range. Let me see if there's like anyone in like that 3k range that I would really have interest in. Cause again, uh, you know, trying to give you as many options as we can, right? Um, I mean, I just don't love the cheap options here uh, at third. Just doesn't seem like a spot to really go this low. I mean, I maybe Ky- I mean Kyle Seager at three point one is really cheap. Like, just too cheap for Kyle Seager. Um, I don't know. I just I think that range is too nice to pass up on on those guys, and like they should be more expensive, right? I feel like those guys could have a bit, a little bit like a four hundred dollar price hike on them rather than that price. So I feel like I'm still getting some value there for some really talented hitters. Next up, we got the shortstop position. Uh, you know, it's shortstop. I don't love today. Uh, I think it's easy. Like, right, these guys at the top are great. Carlos Correa against a lefty. I mean, I, I love him in this spot. If you have the money, pay for him. I'm gonna try my best to get to him. If you can't, I think Trey Turner in the mid tier is fine. I know people like to talk about how Trey Turner against righties. I hear this all the time. Trey Turner is better against righties than lefties. Uh, I mean, I don't really care. I think it's fine. I I think this is something that's going to regress back. And, uh, you know, if we look five years down the road, Trey Turner won't be, uh, you know, as good against righties as he's lefties. I think it'll come back the other way. And I, I think it's a perfectly fine play. I'm sure he's going to be batting first. So, yeah, I'm a fan of Trey Turner here in this spot. If we look for cheap, it's like, it's tough. I don't really know what I want to do here. Like, I think Eduardo Nunez makes sense, right? If we're looking for, you know, cheap exposure to the Red Sox offense, that's the guy I like at shortstop. I just think that price tag is great. We want to, you know, target Chris Tillman a ton. I like Eduardo Eduardo Nunez. He's someone I want to get exposure to in my cash games and my tournaments, just a guy to like a ton. So I like him. Jody Mercer uh, against a lefty. If he's getting a nice lineup spot, I think that's fine. Marcus Semien, if he has a nice lineup spot, I wouldn't hate it, but not someone I'm all over. I... I think if, if you need to go cheap at shortstop, kind of wait for some lineup spots is, is perfectly fine route to take. I wouldn't even hate a Brandon Crawford against a Tyson Ross for cheap. If you need him, I don't hate him. He's a guy that I, I typically like his price tag. Like throughout the year, it's always pretty cheap. And if you need a cheap shortstop, 
Uh, he's a pretty solid hitter, so I don't mind going to him. But I think this is one of those things where I really like Correa, Trey Turner, and Nunez. Those are like the main three guys that I'm keying in on right now. And then kind of need to wait for lineups to see uh, what other guys uh, become in play for me. Again, like I said, I mentioned some of the other guys that I don't hate. And if you're building stacks, right, say you like an Angel stack, throw throw Angelton Simmons in there. I like him. He's a pretty good hitter in general. And he's got a nice price tag against Hamill. It's one of those spots where if you're playing a stack, right, just throw in the shortstop uh, as long as it's like a solid hitter, right? You don't want to be throwing in someone who's terrible, but I think it's perfectly fine to do that and take that approach. So that's it for shortstop for me. Let's go to the outfield. And man, outfield absolutely loaded, right? Uh, always loaded. It's a spot you want to get exposure to, I feel like, a ton. So let's start breaking it down. And I'll kind of go game by game to break down the outfielders. I like kind of taking that approach. So uh, Rockies outfield. Those lefties against Rourke. I get it if you want to play him. Rourke's been worse against lefties than righties, but I don't think we need to on this slate. I, unless you're doing a Rockies stack, I don't see a, a ton of value there in those guys where I'm just like super excited to really uh, load up on, on the Rockies. Uh, I think if you're playing it in tournament, sure, but I don't love them. Uh, I'll pass on them on this slate. Bryce Harper, if you're playing a national stack, like, yeah, I get it's a lefty, but make sure to put him in your stacks, right? If you can, I didn't play him yesterday in my stack because I just didn't have the money for it. But if you have, if you can do your best to get that money, right? Uh, j- just go to go to Harper against a lefty. It's fine, right? Because we'll get that righty uh, eventually with that bullpen. If you expect uh, Freeland to get blow up, say, say you do play all these righty bats, right? And then he gets out of the game early. You're going to get these bad bullpen guys. You don't get a righty at one point or two. And that's great for Harper. So an unknown Harper is always great. It's more of a tournament play. Uh, Howie Kedrick, I think he's a fine option in the outfield if you want to throw him in there as, a, as an option. I don't hate it. And look at the uh, Blue Jays. Don't really like any of their outfielders today. I'll pass on them. Same with Cleveland. Don't think we really need to go there. No no, no thanks for me. Uh, unless, unless like maybe uh, Brantley, I get it as the four hole, but I don't really want to target Stroman, so yeah, just scratch that. Trey Mancini, if he's batting first, I don't hate it against a guy like Eduardo Rodriguez. And, like, if you want to go with the Orioles stack, again, I don't hate it. But uh, it's one of those, like, maybe you could do as, like, a low-owned tournament thing. But I don't think we need to go there again in our cash games. Here's a spot I love. I mean, Mookie Betts, uh, Benintendi, uh, Martinez. These are guys that I love on this slate. J.D. Martinez is probably my favorite outfielder on this slate, a guy I'm going to be loading up on. He's he's my favorite outfielder. So I'm going to get a ton of exposure to him. Just at that price, uh, from a point-per-dollar perspective, I love him. Going to get a lot of exposure to JDM. I also love Bennett and Tendy's price. He's a guy I'm going to get a lot of exposure to. He's he's an easy cash game option for me, and I feel like my cash games are going to start with JDM and uh, Bennett and Tendy. And if, if you got the money for bets, of course, I get it. Uh, I like him. And one thing I like to do, and again, it's this is uh, it's, it's going to be the popular stack, but sometimes if there's like outfielders that are being talked about so much, on a site like like DraftKings, right, where you can only play three outfielders, like if you just load up on those three outfielders, I don't know how many percentage of the teams are going to do that. I'm sure a lot will because it's like one, two, and three, but uh, that's a strategy I normally like to take is like if you play all three outfielders from one team, you can kind of be different from stacks. Normally normally that's the case. It's, it's a little harder here because all these Red Sox are really good uh, options on this slate and they're batting one, two, and three. You typically don't get that, but that's normally a strategy that I like to take. Let's talk about the Brewers now. Uh, Brewers outfield, I, I like them in tournaments a lot. I also like them in cash games. If Domingo Santana gets a good lineup spot, I'm going to be all over him. I think Ryan Braun against the lefty is great. Uh, Hernan Perez is an interesting cheap punt. And, and Lorenzo Cain, I think they're all interesting options. Probably my favorite uh, is Domingo Santana just because I get that power upside and the stolen base upside. Against a guy like Steven Matz who can struggle uh, in a nice, uh, you know, in, in, in a park. Uh, oh, yeah, it's in the Mets park. So it's not the greatest park for them, but I'm okay with it. Like, I just think it's 
a guy like Mats, who we have two outs, right? We got the power uh, upside against the lefty, and then we have the uh, stolen base upside. So uh, I think that's perfectly fine. Phillies bats, you know, I get going Reese Hoskins here. I think it makes a lot of sense as like a one-off that people won't be on because Farhi gets hit harder on, against righties than lefties. I like the idea of going a Reese Hoskins here. I think he can be a really, really good tournament option. And no one's going to own. Like, is anyone going to own Reese Hoskins in this horrible, uh, you know, pitcher's park? I don't think so. People are going to go to like J.D. Martinez instead, so I don't hate that as a one-off. I don't hate these Tampa Bay uh, lefties if you need cheap value at the top. I think it's fine, but, uh, you know, not plays I love. Uh, I'm not all over them. If you're loading up on Pirates, I get going uh, Starling Marte. Uh, I think this Pirates stack could be intriguing. Uh, they've been hitting the ball really well, so maybe it's like a lone stack against a lefty, and that Marlins team is just awful in general. That bullpen's not good, so uh, I don't hate Starling Marte, but I like other guys in that range. I guess it's more of like a lone tournament thing. Probably passing on the Yankees. I don't know. I'm, like, so worried about that weather in that game. I'm probably overreacting, though, but... If I'm overreacting, then maybe they get low ownership on them. Maybe they're really interesting turn options. I just like other guys at the top instead. So uh, not really going to Judge or Stanton. Uh, maybe I'll go to Gardner in cash games or Hicks if they get a good lineup spot. And uh, I feel like this game is safe and it's good exposure to the Yankees offense. Passing the Tigers uh, outfielders, no thanks for me. Uh, Twins, White Sox game. I don't think this game is playing. I'm just passing on this one. Uh, but hey, if this game does for some reason play, Phil Hughes is really bad. So White Sox stack would be a really interesting uh tournament play that i would probably go to and uh, are probably pretty cheap so uh, texas rangers no thanks for me against garrett cole garrett cole's too good uh don't need to be playing these texas uh, outfielders even though they have a ton of lefties no thanks for me houston astros i, I like the astros outfield here like springer and marvin gonzalez are two guys i would get exposure to i think they're really good options so i like them and i I'd probably try and slide marvin gonzalez to first base if i could because i don't love first base like i kind of talked about earlier i mean i like a couple guys but it's not my favorite spot and i like outfield way more than that Mike Trout, Justin Upton, Cole Calhoun, Otani, all in play against Jason Hamill. I, I love the Angels stack. Uh, I'll like them probably all year long. It's a great spot for them. Uh, so, yeah, I love the Angels there. No thanks on the Royals. Uh, I guess if you wanted to go a Jorge Soler for cheap against the lefty, I wouldn't hate that as a one-off, but I don't think you need to do that on this slate. We got three more outfields to go. Well, three more games of outfields to go. Uh, yeah, I don't think I like any of them, though, to be honest. Like, Giants outfield, I think I'll pass on. Uh, same with the Padres. Don't really like them. Oakland, I have some interest in Chris Davis, but I have a Chris uh, Davis with a K problem. I play him a ton, so, uh, yeah, that's something I need to go to counseling for. And then uh, Seattle, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. don't love that outfield there a ton. Not one I want to target. And then the last game, it's a 6.5 total. I'm not really targeting any hitters there in that game, so... That'll about wrap up the uh, slate pretty much. I think last thing we'll talk about here is uh, the stacks, right? What am I going to do stack-wise? My favorite stack is obviously the Red Sox. Uh, I, I was talking to some people, and I said, uh, you know, some about Chris Tillman in general, and I said, I'm stacking Chris Tillman until he goes to the minors. I'm stacking against him. So, uh, yeah, give me Red Sox stack. I'll load up on them on this spot. I think it's a great spot for them. I like the Astros stack, too. think that they're going to be a expensive stack that people just don't play. So, yeah, definitely think you can get exposure to them, too. And the National Stack, another one that I love. I think I'll be getting some exposure to, too, as well. Uh, big fan of them. And I'll give you, like, the lone stack that maybe people won't be on as much. And I don't know if this will be, like, the team that gets talked up throughout the day and is maybe higher on than I think and is kind of cheap. But give me the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, I know it's a park downgrade for them. I thought this was in Milwaukee, but I kind of read it wrong. But I'll say this about this game. I know, like, the Mets are on fire and everything, but... 
Steven Matz, I know he's dealing with an injury last year, and I kind of heard during the, the broadcast, well, part of the reason why he struggled so much last year is he basically said, oh, I wasn't able like, to uh, pitch pitch in between, uh, you know, in between games like the right way he could because he had to rest his arm so much. So that's part of the reason why he struggled and he thinks he'll bounce back. But I don't know, looking at the pitch types, it's really odd. He's still throwing the same pitches that he was last year. And part of the reason why it seemed like he struggled last year is he wasn't throwing his slider anymore. And, and uh, you know, the four seam he's not throwing now. He hasn't thrown one four seam fastball. He hasn't thrown one slider uh, all year long. So I'm just wondering why he hasn't done that. He's just throwing the same pitches that he threw last season. So if he's throwing the same pitches... I don't know. Once he stopped mixing in that slider, that really did uh, hurt him a ton. So I'm going to buy on these Brewers as like a lone stack here that I, I kind of get exposure to. If I was playing the three entry max, you know, that'd be, I'd get exposure to them. I'd get exposure to the Red Sox and Astros and then uh, Nationals. I try to mix those ones in and that's kind of how I would approach it. But that'll about wrap up the slate, guys. Again, uh, one of the biggest things in MLB is the look for lineup news, guys. Uh, that, that'll always give us some value that we may have not seen and change up lineup. So uh, feel free to do that. And happy Chris Tillman Day, guys. Uh, I'm going to get on out of here, load up on the Red Sox. And uh, for me, Travis Mangone, I am out. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts, you can get $25 or more off brand new DeWalt power tools by trading in your old ones. You know, those worthless tools you never use anymore? Yeah, those dusty things can actually save you at least $25 on new DeWalt power tools. Hmm, not so worthless after all. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 6 30 19